Hey there, welcome back to Daily Devoted. My name is Meshach Canyon. Thank you for joining me. Today we're starting a new mini-series as we look at Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 through 17. And if you listened to the previous episode where we were talking about Psalm 1, you'll know why I chose this passage of scripture. Uh, Remember in Psalm 1, it said, Blessed is the man uh, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, and on and on and on. And then it talks about what he does. And it says that on the law of God, he meditates day and night. Then I shared a story about when I started scripture meditation and memorization back in, I think it was 2014. Colossians 3, 1 through 17 was the passage that I chose. And it really transformed my thinking and consequently it transformed my living as well. So I thought, hey, let's let's return to that for a few days and just take a look at it together. But before we do that, I also asked you all to um, leave a note about what passage of scripture you're going to be uh, looking at, what you'll be memorizing or meditating upon. And uh, one user, Braze4, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who that is. So hello to you, Braze4 or Braz4. Uh, they indicated that they're going to be meditating on Psalm 103. So I turned to it. This is a Psalm of David. Uh, David was said to be a, a man after God's own heart. And by the way, I was thinking, if that's what if that's how David was known, then it might be worthwhile for me to do a study on the kind of person David was, because I think you and I probably want to be people after God's own heart more than anything else. So to study his writing, to study his history and see the kind of devotion he had, the kind of heart he had, that might be worthwhile. So that's maybe coming down the road. But anyways, here's how Psalm 103 begins. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and do not forget all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeemed your life from the pit. Let let me just stop right there. Listen, imagine meditating on that rather than meditating on the news, sports, uh, music or or anything else that's uh, that's worldly in its sense, but not quote unquote bad. But imagine if you meditated on something like this, which is directing your mind to to bless the Lord. Imagine how your your outlook would change, how your thoughts would change, how your feelings would change, uh, the things you see and the the way you interpret things, how they would change. So uh, brace for thank you so much for sharing that with us. And I pray that as you meditate on this, that your life would be filled with the blessings of God as you realize how much God has been a blessing to you and to all of us. So thank you for for sharing that with us. Now to Colossians 3. Today we're going to look at verses 1 through 4. It begins, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. So I remember when I first started meditating on this, the question that first came to my mind is, what does it mean to be raised with Christ? You know, especially when it goes on to say where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So what does it mean that we're raised with Christ and Christ is seated at the right hand of God? Well, Paul does this often in in many of his books, especially in in Romans chapter six. He talks about our union with Christ through the work of Christ here on earth. So in Romans chapter six, he talks about how when we were baptized, we were baptized into the death of Christ. 
so that we died to all the things of the world. But in the same way that that God raised Jesus from the dead, that we were also raised up with Christ so that we can experience newness of life. So the life that we live is now no longer a life of enslavement to sin and to death, but we live a life of freedom, freedom to obey God. That's what Paul is kind of pointing at here again. He's just he's raising this idea and saying, well, well, since you've been raised with Christ, then seek the things that are above. Well, what are the above things? The above things are the spiritual things. They're the things that uh, belong to God. I know everything belongs to God, but in the sense that they're eternal, they're the things that really matter. They're the things that are glorious. They're the things of the spirit. Uh, I think one way of contrasting the things that are above are versus the things on earth, because that's what he goes on to say uh, later on. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Well, the way I think about those is... um. Actually, it reminds me of what Paul said in Philippians chapter three, when he was giving, he was kind of playfully uh, boasting about why he's important and why he's this. Um, and he, he's, he has this long list. Let me read it real quick. So beginning uh, Philippians chapter three, verse four, though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh, uh, if anyone else thinks he has reason for more confidence in the flesh, I have more. I was circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, as to the law a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. So what do all these things make up? Well, that's that's Paul's CV. That's his resume. Those are things that he did in the arm of the flesh to make him seem really good. In other words, those are things of the earth, right? So when Paul says, set your mind on things above, he's not talking, he's not talking about the, um, the accomplishments of the flesh that are going to die and be useless uh, upon our death. But he's talking about the things that will last for eternity. He's talking about the, the fruit of the spirit, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. He's talking about the work that Christ is doing on earth right now and establishing his kingdom. Those are the things above. So one of the easy ways that I think about it is when I set my mind on things above, I set my mind on Jesus and the work that he's doing right now. And I consider ways that I can join into the work that God is doing. That's how I can set my mind on things above. And that way, as I see the work that Jesus is doing, I can partner with him and take part in that kingdom work. And now here's where for me, it really, this was one of the the best insights for me. Verse four, one more time says, when Christ who is your life appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. When Christ who is your life appears. Now what most scholars do is they, uh, they think that this is an end times, uh, a passage that it's, it's pointing, it's eschatological pointing to, to Christ's ultimate, um, return. And I, I do think it's talking about that, but I also think that it's, it's relating to whenever Christ appears in our lives right now. So as we have our minds uh, set on things above and we're joining in the work that Christ is doing, I think from time to time, as we're working with Christ, then Christ will show up. Christ who is our life will show up. And in those moments, our real selves will be there we'll get to experience a profundity of life 
and insight as Christ brings us along in his kingdom work that will give us a foretaste of what it's going to be like uh, throughout all of eternity. So I do think that this is pointing to the hereafter, but I also think it's pointing to an experience of whenever Christ appears in our lives right now through our participation in the work that he's doing. Now, I can say I've experienced um, little glimpses of this whenever and sometimes I'm surprised by it. And I hope you guys have had this experience, too, where you're surprised um, by the insight that you've had or by the words that are coming out of your mouth or the graciousness with which you have interacted with, with somebody. Sometimes I've been surprised and I'm not saying this to boast. I know it sounds like it, but I've been surprised by um, how courageous I've acted and it seems to have come out of nowhere. Well, I think that's a moment where Christ, who is my life, appeared and then I appeared with him. So since he is courageous, I'm just kind of walking in his courage. You know what I mean? That's that's one of the ways I interpreted this passage. And it really helped me see the present value of setting my mind on things above and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm meditating on this thing, too. I'm going to see if I can uh, memorize it one more time. I, I definitely got the first four verses. You guys wouldn't know because you can't see me, but I still because those had such a profound impact on me today or tomorrow. Excuse me. We're going to look at verses five and I believe we'll go all the way through 11. So if you want to read along with me, do so. If you're uh, working on your own meditation, uh, then look at that. But join me tomorrow as we continue Colossians chapter three verses five through 11. Just a quick prayer over you. Heavenly Father, bless your people. Bless them as they seek to live in your name, setting their minds on what you're doing and looking for ways to join in your work. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, sisters and brothers. Peace.